Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's Ilana and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day, every little thing's gonna be A-OK. Little known fact about my guest today, she came from L.A. to New York because she wanted to be a serious actress, and to be a serious actress, you have to study. So she found herself at the Terry Knickerbocker studio, and early on, while studying, she got an audition for a series called American Rest, and she booked it. And then she had an audition for a film called Rare Objects, starring Katie Holmes, who also wrote the film, and she booked that too. Things have been going incredibly well for my guest today. Welcome, actress Julia Mayorga, to the podcast. A-OK. A-OK. Hey everyone, my guest today is Julia Mayorga. Julia was born in LA. She attended the Terry Knickerbocker Studio in New York City to study acting. During her first year attending the studio, she booked a series regular role on the show American Rust. She is now shooting season two of the show, or maybe just finished. We'll get into that in a minute. And she is also the star of the film Rare Objects, co-starring opposite its writer, director, producer, Katie Holmes. I am so honored to have you on the podcast. Welcome, welcome, Julia. Oh, thank you. I feel so lucky to be here. Thank you for having me. So here's my little known fact. Bill Camp lives three uh, three floors above me in my apartment building. Bill Camp and Beth Marvel are the reason I live in this building. And I bring that up, listeners, because Bill played Julia's dad in the first season of American Rust. And I'm watching it going, oh, A, that's where he's been because he had a dog walker walking his dog. So that's how I always know when Bill is shooting something. And then to see you guys in it and to see actually him play someone who is so very different from the Bill I know in daily life. And you are so magnificent on this series. So let's get into it. You were born in LA, but it sounds like some magical things happened in your career here (laughs) studying acting. But let's figure out how did you get from LA to New York? When did you get the acting bug? Can you talk a little bit about growing up and who was in your house and how were the arts introduced to you? And then we'll get to these glorious performances that I've been privileged to see you in recently. Thank you. You're so sweet. Um, yes. So I, um, I grew up in LA. My, both my parents are from Nicaragua. Um, they came here, um, they came here illegally. They crossed the border. They had me and my sister, my mom, my parents separated. So, um, I was raised by my mom, single parent. Um, and I grew up in LA, like, 
I grew up moving a lot. I grew up in like East LA. I grew up in um, Koreatown, Mid City, like all over LA. So I'm very much an LA native. Um, being in school, I, you know what? I think I was always just afraid to even do any of the arts in school. I think I was just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do school. I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to go to college. Um, and, you know, I, I, I started with modeling when I was uh, around 18. I want to say I worked at a flea market. I started, <laughs> I started selling jewelry at a flea market. Um, and I started like I uh, for like the different vendors, they would ask me if I could like shoot for their online shops. So we would exchange. Um, I would either like they would give me free clothes and I would like shoot for their online shops. And yeah, it started. I started with modeling and eventually when I got the courage, I was like, OK, I, I feel comfortable in front of a camera. So let me. You know, let me let me do let me try to take an acting class here and there, but I kept it very quiet. Um, I didn't want to I didn't want anyone to know I was a little scared about it, but I think that's I think that's how it started. I got very, very lucky from the beginning that I got representation. So I was auditioning at the same time. Uh, and you know what? I it just wasn't quite working, I want to say, I think I was putting so much pressure on myself when I was going to these auditions. I was, I was juggling, like, I think in my own head being, I need more training or I need this and I need that. Like, I'm not prepared. I'm, you know, um, and I, that's, I, I remember watching this documentary. I was, um, I was watching this documentary with, uh, it was John Cazal's life. And uh, I just really enjoyed the type of, actor he was and how people spoke of him and he was he's so giving he has these little moments where like you know he's all he's always so creative and like and just I remember there was this one moment in in the documentary where um I don't know if it was dog day afternoon that they were talking about the behind the scenes of dog day afternoon where like it's literally a split moment and he like checks his zipper and it's like it's like a funny like cute moment where he's like he's always coming up with these ideas and people are like he's hilarious he improvs he does this and I'm just like I want to I want to do that because I feel like I'm my nerves are getting the best of me like I keep somehow getting really close to getting the job like somehow I'm in like the last three but then I get to the last point of the audition and I'm I like freak out and I like self-sabotage and I like forget all the lines or you know just something where I'm just like it just I'm like well how can I relax how can I just have fun um what stood out I want to say was he 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 did theater he did um he had a group of friends who were like doing plays who were, were reading it was very immersed and I just felt like that was New York um also, maybe because I'm born and raised in LA, there's like a level of comfortability here. You know, mm -hmm, like, maybe mm -hmm. I need to go. Maybe yeah. I need to like get up and leave and do it. Um, so within like within two weeks of watching that documentary, I started like searching the acting schools in New York. Uh, and I had I remember I had met um, through an ex-boyfriend of mine at the time, this, uh, he had this amazing friend 
um, Yul Vasquez, who had told me about Terry, the Terry Knickerbocker studio, who, who he had studied 20 years prior. Um, and that was on the list that I was researching. And I'm like, okay, we'll put a little star on that. But uh, the more research I did, the more I was like, okay, I don't know where to go. There's so many, there's so many places. I mean, anywhere. There's so many. Yeah. Places. How do you even begin? Exactly. Yeah. You don't, you don't know. I don't know anything. So I just, I interviewed with the, with a few and I was like, let me just feel it out. And when I, when I like, I think I just really, it really clicked with the Terry Knickerbocker studio. Uh, it, it. I just very I was very curious. It just made me it was more curiosity than being afraid that I was like, let me just go with this gut feeling. So I went to the studio. I went to the summer program. But wait, you like that's a big jump. Like you okay. have to get from L.A. to New York to do this summer intensive or whatever it is. Do you have family here? Had you been to New York before? You you know the name Yul Vasquez. I mean, like, you know, do you call him and say, do you remember I met you through an ex-boyfriend of mine? Or I, you we, start? Weren't, we weren't really friends. Like I had just met him one time. Um, but I, I like to skip over the small details. Really, it was a disaster because <laughs> I had an apartment here. I had an apartment here and I still had a lease and I was in my, I was with like one of my really good friends and I told her and I had no money either. So I was like, I'm waitressing at night. Um, I have no money. I have this apartment. How am I, how am I going to get to New York? So I remember I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to pack up all my personal belongings. I'm going to Airbnb <laughs> my apartment in LA I'm going to charge everything on a credit card and hopefully like, hopefully it'll get paid off by the time I book a job. But it was just kind of like I was, you know, I'm kind of uh, I'm spontaneous that way. I'm just like, it's going to work. It's going to work. Leap out. of faith. You're leap a leap of faith person. Yeah. If I had you been to New York before in your life, had you gone ever? I had been in New York for like, I think I had like a returning flight from somewhere and I accidentally stopped in New York and I was like, I'm going to stay here for a couple of days. I had been in New York for like a few days. I never okay. truly explored too much. Got it. Okay. So yeah. you do it. You sublet your place. How do you have a place to stay when you get to New York? Like, so you took care of the LA place. Then what happens when you get off your plane? <laughs> I had waitressed with a friend who turned to a friend and she um, she was originally from New York and she had moved back and she was in this tiny studio apartment. And I asked if I could stay with her and she said yes, which didn't end up working out because two people in a really, really small space. Yeah. Sometimes you bicker. But at the time, she was so gracious to let me stay. Totally. You had a starting I off point. With the starting off point was amazing. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, yeah. I think I need to move and give you your space. Yeah. 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 So you're here, you know, one person who lets you stay in their studio, you have a school to go to, you've mm -hmm. never used the subway, right? Like you're, you're navigating New York. I think you're taking me back right now because I feel like sometimes when it's those experience, I love to like, just put it in the back of my head. Like, I don't remember this, but now you're taking me back. And yeah, I, it was, I was very, 
excited and I was also scared because I feel like I get a little frantic sometimes like taking the I remember getting lost taking those trains I remember trying to leave early because I was like I need to make a good impression I need to you know it's all of all of the rush all of that I got a I got a job also when I got there I was like I I I need something because I how am I going to pay for my life um so I was going to school and waitressing at uh the Williamsburg hotel um and it was it was fun but it was hard because also waitressing in New York is very different the hours are different you're there sometimes till 3 a.m and you got to get up and go to school but I did the summer intensive at Terry and I just immediately felt like because, I mean, it, it, when you take these programs, they tell you you're not allowed to audition. You know, they mm-hmm. want you to focus on the work. But I was like, Correct. yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's not going to work out for me because no. I need a job. <laughs> I have bills. I have bills. Thank you. Unless this comes with a massive scholarship, that's not going to happen. Exactly. So I was like, um, we're going to ignore that and we're going to audition simultaneously. So I was, I mean, I not that I recommend that path for everyone, but, um, but that's what you needed to do. Yeah. So I was auditioning and I was going through the summer intensive, which was like acting, movement, voice. It was so much fun. And I started noticing the difference in the auditions and the response I was getting, even through the self tapes, like my Uh managers were like, this is really good. Like keep up the good work. And then I was getting feedback from producers and I was like, oh my God, I think I think I know what I'm doing, you know, Um, or I'm on the right path, at least. And that just made me by the time the summer intensive was over. I remember thinking, I I don't feel like I could leave yet. I don't feel like I'm done here. Um, So I. I, I think I was, I do this thing where I get very indecisive. So I'm just like, you know, maybe I need to try another studio and see, like, maybe it wasn't this studio. Maybe like if I stay in New York, like I was trying to convince myself that I didn't want to do a two-year program. I wanted something shorter. Right. So I went to a different studio for like a week and I was like, yeah, no, I think it's that studio. And I think I need to do the two-year program. And um, so I basically abandoned my place. I, my, my, friend, <laughs> my friend ended up... Um, doing a side hustle with my, with my place. I told her she can keep all this stuff and like, you know, because I'm leaving my lease and she can make money off the Airbnb. And she did. And she was, she was super cool about it. She knew that, you know, I was doing acting and she was very supportive. Um, And I, I stayed, I, I I got another apartment. I was like subletting and I, I stayed in New York and I did, I I did Terry's two-year program and I I really do truly think it changed my life in so many ways. I met so many wonderful people. Uh, you know, it's it's nice when we're all collectively struggling. <laughs> and- well, that's your first artistic community. Like now you're, mm-hmm. you know, I always, uh, sometimes I, I teach and I always tell the students, like, look around this room. Everyone in here potentially is is your future family and your artistic family, and you can all make things together. And, you know, it's it's an amazing thing. I look back, you know, 
I, I'm still friends with people from my very first acting class. Like it, it's so intense and wonderful and exciting and hard. And, and um, it, when I was reading about your, um, your jobs are, were both American rest and rare objects self tapes. Uh, rare objects was a self tape and American rest was in person. Right. Cause American rest was cast pre the COVID shutdown. Yeah, yeah. I know that you guys then had to delay filming because of that. So can you talk about you go from flea market modeling to starring on uh, a series? Um, Adam Rapp is one of our most beloved theater playwrights who who has then been snapped up by film and television because he's (laughs) so brilliant. Um, Talk about American Rust and and what the audition process was like and when or why do you feel like, okay, this one clicked, like I got this one. I didn't get close. I got it. And now I'm shooting a series. I think I'm trying to remember. I went to the audition and I remember being, I remember being nervous. I remember doing all the breath work and breathing exercises leading up to leading up to going to to the room. Um, I was like, okay, I need a. I was very. I think, funny enough, both of the roles. I, I don't think I was a hundred percent that I was gonna get them. I almost was like, yeah, I don't know if I see myself here, but I really wanted to. I really wanted to try. So. And I had ideas on what to do with the characters. And I just was like, I'm just going to, I did all the work prior. So I'm just like, now it's about the moment of like the moment before of breathing, relaxing, and just doing it. Cause I, I, I know I over-prepare, you know, I, I, I know I over, I try to overcompensate for like, okay, in case I get nervous, like the lines are going to be there. This is going to be there. So let me, you know, so I, I think there was a lot of that. I went in the room. Um, Av Kaufman, who who I had auditioned, I had I had auditioned before. I think like that week before, and I think she she enjoyed. Um, I think she liked my work, so she brought me back for this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember once I was in the room, to be honest. I don't remember. Yeah, like it like it goes black, and then you get out, and I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> Um, I remember the second time I went, I remember the second time I, um, I remember we had, I had a chemistry um, read, I guess, with uh, David Alvarez, who plays my brother, who plays Isaac in the show. And we were going back and forth. Uh, we were just casually speaking Spanish, just trying to see the vibe of like, we could play siblings. Um, and then I had a monologue that they had given me the night before that I I tried drilling because I was like, oh, my God, I only have a couple hours. I think it was like 8 p.m. They sent it to me and I was like, I need to get this in my head. And we went over that for a really long time. But I remember just I remember there was excitement, but there was calmness because they kept asking me to do it differently. So I was like, okay, they must there must be something here, right? Like, you know, um, I don't know quite, maybe, maybe it was because I was also doing the program at the time that I was just, 
I was doing it every day. You know, I was doing acting every day and, and then I was auditioning. So it didn't feel so because sometimes when you're auditioning and you're not in a class, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what I needed at the time. I'm not. That it wasn't so precious that you were so busy, just immersed in your life that this right. was an appointment on a Tuesday, not, oh my God, I have to get this. Or so the stakes weren't super high emotionally. No. Yeah. And to be honest, I had to rush back to class after this audition. So I was more, more I'm, I was almost like I was focused on the audition, but then I was, as soon as it was done, I was like, I got to rush to the, you know, I got to run across town and go to class. So yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it was a combination of all these things that really helped. And I didn't hear back for, I want to say over a month. I didn't, I didn't think I got it. I, right you know, just went on to the next auditions. And I remember getting the call. Um, I remember being at this little restaurant in, in Brooklyn with in Bushwick with my best friend. And I got the call and we were like jumping up and down at this, in this restaurant. And I was like, you know, I, I, you get the call and then immediately my head goes, Oh my God, could I do it? (laughs) Was it a series regular part in season one? Yeah. So you'd sign the contract, like you understood financially what it meant, how many episodes it was going to be. Like there's so much that goes into auditioning when a deal's already in place. It's mm-hmm. it's very different than auditioning without a deal in place because you're seeing numbers, not just creativity. Um, at least that's been my experience. Uh, like, oh my God, that would mean not waitressing, right? Like, that would yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean not waitressing for a while. Um, when you get to set and begin, you know, you've you didn't have a lot of experience doing on camera stuff, right? I mean, in our, you know, we make short films with our friends and sort of start trying to figure out how and what it is to be on camera. But it's very different when you're suddenly on set with a lot of, I mean, Jeff Daniels, Maura Tierney, Bill Camp, as we said. The list goes on and on of really um, lauded, respected actors in this community. Um, Did you find that it was a very welcoming place? Do you feel like everyone was sort of in their own boxes and, you know, not that connected when you weren't working? What was the what was the vibe? Because it was post COVID or during COVID still like were all the protocols still in place. It was it was hard because I don't know a set without COVID. So right, that's so interesting. I think in the beginning they were very very cautious of us not really being so close in proximity because we have opposite set schedules. You know, some people are in certain scenes and like we you can't risk people getting sick. If if I'm speaking to Jeff and he has to shoot tomorrow and I'm not, and then we both get COVID, then that it's just not going to work out. So I think there was a lot of isolation during, during that time. And also even the cast, the cast and the crew, it was almost like there was, we had these, like, people had these sticks where it was like, you got to be like six feet away from each other. And this, and it was just very chaotic. Uh, I did get to spend a lot of time with Bill Camp because I had he had most of his scenes with me, which was heaven sent, and I am so lucky. And I remember just 
feeling so, so lucky to sit next to him and he would indulge. He would like, he would talk to me for hours. We would sit down and I'm like, at a certain point, I'd like, you know, I'd have a, another thought as he's speaking and I'm like, oh my God, I'm sitting with Bill Camp and he's talking to me and he's telling, talking to me about acting and he's, you know, it's, 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 it's beautiful. It's, uh, he was so welcoming. So I learned so much from the day he got on set, even just watching him, you know, he, even just technical stuff that I might've not known. He, Can you give examples just for listeners who are waiting for their first series regular part. Um, also I'll, I'll give you two of what, so the first day I remember the first day he came on set. Um, I don't think he had any lines, but he, I think he was like improving a little bit to see what, you know, just we were entering the house. It was nighttime. And I remember he was asking, he was asking people's names, which I loved like with the crew, uh, you know, like, I think, cause sometimes I'm so nervous. I'm just like, oh my God, I, I can't speak to anyone right now. I'm not human, but I love that. He was so welcoming. He was asking questions. He asked if the, there was this huge light in front that was illuminating the house. And he asked, he's like, is that supposed to be a light to illuminate the house? Or is it supposed to be something else? And he like, will make, he made it up that that was the moon. So he made, you know, a little joke about the moon when he's coming into the house and just, the playfulness, I think, as soon as he got on set that I was like, oh, okay, so it's not, it's serious, but it's not that serious, you know, and I just, I, I, I enjoyed how fluid he was. And then also, I think sometimes I didn't, I think sometimes as a first time actor, at least for me, I, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to seem clueless and I don't want to ask questions, which I should, I should. It's my first time. What am I expecting? You know? I know. And it's not like they looked at your resume and saw 22 other shows. Like they know, but also you don't want to waste anyone's time. It's so, everything feels, I get it. Of course. So he would tell me, you know, you can ask if you want to know what the shot is, you can ask if you, if like, if this is a close up, like you should know if this is, you know, if this is a wide or whatever, like you and, and just technical things like that. He also said, like, if you want to watch your performance, um, you know, this is who you ask, you can watch a take just to see what you just little things like that, where when we would talk and that just things I can do things I could ask things to inform me and make me a better actor. Um, that were just were, it, it seems so small, but it, when it's coming from someone who's so like, who you admire, who's such an amazing actor, you're just very thankful that you're like, oh, I'm being looked like, you know, he's looking out for me. And that's, that's I love that. And that just yeah. also helps our characters because he did play my dad and he was sort of taking this caretaker role sometimes. And that to me, I, you know, not many people get that on their first job or yeah. ever. So I felt incredibly blessed to be in his presence and to have someone who who knew so much and was giving at the same time washing dishes and there'd be morning tv on you and katie holmes were on my television talking about this film rare objects mm -hmm. that's also filled with amazing theater people alan cummings i mean there's really obviously he's a movie star too but people who really come from theater background can you talk a little bit about getting that movie and working on that movie and and was that also that's also a covid production yes but this one was a little more relaxed than 
They weren't measuring how many inches you and the other person were no. at all times apart no. from each other. That only lasted for, for so long. Then they had to give it up because it was enough of that. But yeah, I, I got, so I, I wrapped rust and I went to New York. I was living in New York for a little bit and I was uh, auditioning and I, I, I got this audition and I, I think I had three at the same time on a weekend that I was just like, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do a bad job. It's not that I, you know, sometimes because you got to get it in, in time. And I just, I, I asked my managers if I could have more time. They're like, no, they're like really rushing. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if I can. And they pushed me. They were like, no, like you, like this one's important. Like you should, you should try it. So I remember I did the tape. I hated it. And I got, I got one of those. It was one of those moments where I felt I shouldn't do this. I'm a bad actor. Like, you know, you, uh, there's just, sometimes I just get in my head, but um, because there was so much pressure on like getting it in time, I sent it anyway, even though I didn't think I did a good job. And by Wednesday, I think that was on a Monday, Sunday or Monday, by Wednesday, I was meeting Katie. And by Friday, I had the part, which was insanity. I was, I just felt a lot of pressure again, because I was like, um, how am I going to do this in such a short amount of time? We were going to shoot within like a week and a half, I want to say. So there wasn't a lot of time for preparation. But and this is a character with, it's it's all about mental health. I mean, it's not, it's not a, a it, that's a lot to trust that you can just jump in and learn it. I I don't know that I trusted every day, but I was yeah. doing the work every day. So yeah. I, I was like, uh, it's, I also know this. I feel like I related so much to Benita. So that really helped. Katie was wonderful along the way. We went, we met beforehand and went through the script and we discussed ideas and she listened to certain things that I was like, I'm not sure about this. You know, she, and that's also uh, a nice little thing that she she edited certain things because she, she also wrote co-wrote um the, the script and she throughout the whole process what I I always felt supported I always felt I didn't I don't think I got to the part where I felt so overwhelmed you know because with things like this and you're shooting every single day and I'm in almost every scene so it's like I'm memorizing at night I'm shooting in the morning I'm going home and showering and doing it all over again but I, I was, I was so immersed in the project and I, I, I had so many wonderful people that were collaborating with me that it just, it made it easier. You know, it it didn't feel like, oh my God, I have to do this job and I have to do it good. It just felt, it, it felt like I was living in Benita's story and, Alan Cummings' character and Derek Luke, uh, both they play Kessler and Winshot. Um, they it just made it very real, you know. It just it made me forget that I, I had to do all this work in such a short amount of time. Can I ask you? So, so there are many scenes in that film, you know. Obviously, you and Katie and and characters who meet in a in a mental health um, institution. Uh, but there are also a lot of scenes with your character's mother. And I want to ask you, you know, you described at the beginning of this, your mother and father and how they came here. You know, it's a story that we 
hear so often, but it's not a story for you. This is your family. Can you talk a little bit about your own mom and how she is connecting and relating to this and what this means for your family, the success and the storytelling that you're doing? Oh, that's such a thoughtful question. Um, you know, I, there is, there is pressure that, but I, 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 I truly believe I put this pressure on myself. <laughs> um, I, you know, my, there was never an expectation in, in life where she was like, you have to do this. You have to do that. She just wants the have to, I think is you have to try and you have to try to have a better life, you know, whatever that is. It was never, she was never too pushy on anything. She, I think there's a, I think what they know, like what, at least what my mom knew is, okay, the, the ideal plan is we come here, you go to college, you get a good job and, and, you know, you, you're set, like you, you'll have a good, a good life. So I think because that's the formula, they get a little scared if our parents get a little scared if you don't follow that. And I definitely did not follow that at all. I I went to college for one year and then I stopped and then I was waitressing. And I think she got scared when she was like, "Uh Oh, she's waitressing. Like, I hope she doesn't, not that there's anything wrong with waitressing, but she, you know, she, she has the plan of go to college. That's that have a better life. That's going to be easier work. I don't want it to be so hard on you. Um, and what kind of jobs did your mom have when you were growing up to support you? Do you have a sister or brother? I have a sister. I mean, I have, I have, I have multiple sons. I don't just have eight. I have uh, three sisters. I have two stepsisters. And okay. From both parents. Yeah. Um, my my mom has been a factory worker um, her whole life. She's She's worked multiple jobs, but she's always supported us. So she just didn't want us to have such a hard life. And I think even the modeling scared scared her because she's like, it's inconsistent. Even the waitressing, like, okay, how long is it going to last? And then the acting, I think she was just like, I think she just didn't say anything at that point. She was like, I'm going to let you do whatever. Like, she doesn't understand where I'm like, mom, I'm going to New York. She's like, what do you mean you're going going to New York? What do you mean you're leaving the nest? You know, like she, you know, she's very overprotective, but, and I don't think she understood for, for a while she didn't understand what I was what I was doing or where I was spending all my time or and I think today she just went to go see rare objects in the movie theater my my whole family went and I was in Pittsburgh at the time so they sent me photos uh and that moment was just it's a crazy moment um my like Nicaragua was a third world country we don't like this is a dream, you know, that I'm the first to ever even attempt to go to college in the States or to even attempt to be an actor and actually do it. It's, it's, it's a beautiful moment to share with someone with, with my family and knowing how, you know, in Spanish, you say, si se puede, you, you, you like, yes, we can, like, yes, it can happen. So it's, it's so, it's such, I mean, I'm so grateful for all the people that I've worked for, Katie, for giving me the opportunity, for for Adam Rapp, for all these wonderful people who have put me in their projects and the actors I've worked alongside. And 
yeah, it's a dream. It's a dream that I'm, I'm doing it. I don't know that little me thought it was actually going to be possible, but it's, it's exciting. It's very beautiful. So before I let you go, is there a little known fact about you that you can share? A little known fact. Uh, I think I'm very. See, I've been thinking about this question. <laughs> and I think the the more generalized version of this, the little known fact, I think I'm I like to surprise myself. I'm very fly by the seat of my pants. So I can't wait. I can't wait to what that to see what that is next, you know, even on the next projects or even I yeah, moving to New York or moving here. And maybe I'm also thinking that I want to move somewhere for a year <laughs> somewhere else out of the States. So yeah, little known fact, really spontaneous. Don't know what's happening next. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to see what you spontaneously create for us to get to see. Julia, I'm so thrilled that you came on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You've been so wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Little known fact, now you can watch hours and hours of my interviews with your favorite artists as they talk about the art they love to make on YouTube. That's right. I have a YouTube channel. It's called Little Known Facts with Alana Levine. Catchy, right? Subscribe and enjoy. Little Known Fact, if you want to donate to the podcast, just go to littleknownfactspodcast.com forward slash donations. Thank you so much in advance for your generosity. Have a great day. This episode of Little Known Facts was edited by Nicholas Klar. We record in New York City. The Little Known Facts theme song was written and recorded and sung by Georgia Famusa with backup vocals by Caleb Famusa. Thank you. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.